Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why sometimes you sleep well and sometimes you don't, and why in itself this pattern keeps you stuck. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bateman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create, and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. Most people who have a sleep issue of the kind that's becoming more common today don't sleep badly all the time. It's more common for this new wave of sleep problems, this so-called sleep epidemic, to manifest itself as erratic sleep. So perhaps you sleep well for a couple of days and then you have a couple of bad nights where it takes you ages to get to sleep or you're waking in the middle of the night. Perhaps you wake up every night in the middle of the night, but occasionally you sleep really well all the way through the night and you wake up feeling refreshed and you can't explain it. These are common patterns these days and I've noticed that for some people this pattern can actually keep them stuck. So I want to explain why. Firstly, when you have a sleep problem, you get pretty good at adapting to the symptoms or more accurately, I should say, it becomes your new normal. And scientists have shown that you do rebase your view of your energy and ability so that you essentially stop noticing just how much your day-to-day function is impaired by your lack of sleep. Now, obviously, the disadvantage of this is that if you start to adjust to it, then you've now got less motivation to fix the issue. And particularly if you're the type of person that is motivated more by push factors. So in other words, if you tend to be motivated to make change when your current situation is in a negative state, and that's definitely me. I'm not actually one of those people who finds it really easy to be motivated by picturing where they want to get to. It's not that I don't want to get to it, it's just that I don't find it enough of a motivator. I tend to be much more motivated by the rub of my current annoyance of my current situation. So when my current situation gets so bad that then it gives me the urgency to change it. So once you start to put up with your situation, then you lose that trigger of motivation. The second thing is when you sleep well sometimes, but not other times, you kind of get constantly kept in like a state of hope. So you have a couple of good days and then you feel like, oh, maybe this is getting better. And then then a few days later, the next few days are terrible and then you feel fed up again. But then you have a half decent night's sleep again. So you wake up and you think, oh, that wasn't so bad. And, and then you start analysing, okay, what did I do yesterday? Was that the secret? Oh, I did buy that new thing and I drank that new herbal tea perhaps it was that and again you're hopeful that that's a sign that maybe your problem is going to sort itself out and that's how you go on you go on in these phases of getting your hopes up and watching it get slightly better and then you get disappointed again and you go back to where you were and I carried on like that for years I was totally convinced that one day it's just going to sort itself out and settle down. And now I look back and I think, what a waste. I missed out on years of feeling energetic because 
my lack of motivation to take the problem seriously enough to get into real action and get help and get it sorted out once and for all. And the final thing is that we tend to think of insomnia as something which applies to people who don't sleep at all. So the very fact that sometimes we sleep well and sometimes we don't kind of throws us off because traditionally we think of people getting help for sleep when they can't sleep. We don't really think it's a serious enough problem to warrant going to get help. But the fact is that scientists have said that insomnia, the definition, includes those people who have interrupted sleep just a few nights a week. And we know that anything less than seven hours on a regular basis is not healthy. So you need to take action don't wait until you think that you don't sleep all the time and it fits your definition of insomnia because actually the definition of insomnia is culturally set as a very high bar when in reality the bar is much lower. Now if you're stuck in this pattern let me explain a couple of reasons why this could be the case. Sometimes if you have poor sleep for a few nights the sleep deprivation builds up and it can effectively trigger an increased sleep pressure that tips you into one slightly better night or even a pretty good night of sleep. But then after that, you go back into your erratic pattern of sleep. Another potential reason is that without realising it, on some days, the circumstances of that day or the pattern of your life that week is more supportive of healthy sleep. And so your mind responds by sleeping better. But because you've no sleep education, because you don't really understand in any great depth how sleep works you're not aware of what you're doing or not doing that's supporting your sleep so it appears random but it may not be in fact and the most common example of this is when people sleep better on a weekend than they do in the week this is a really common pattern and it could be a sign that your different approach to life and to your days on the weekend are more conducive to sleep than during the week and that's resulting in better sleep So what can you take from this into an action step this week? Well, firstly, if you're having this experience, you want to view it as a good thing because it's evidence that you can change your sleep patterns for the better. So use this knowledge this week to get motivated, to make a start and to get focused on solving your sleep problem. Also, you can start to look a bit more closely at the patterns of your life. What most people do when they can't sleep is they start to track their sleep. They focus in on the sleep itself. How many hours, how much deep sleep. We love to track the detail and the numbers and the fact that there's a lot of tech around out there now which makes it so easy, um, it's just so tempting. But really, you only need one measurement at this point and that's do I wake up feeling refreshed or do I not? What it is better to zoom in on if you love to track things and you like to do that is to notice the pattern of your days. What type of things did you do or did you not do that you sometimes do or you normally do? More importantly, how did you feel that day? What were you thinking about emotionally? Was it a positive or a negative day? And then how well did you sleep that night? You can look for patterns in this type of data and it should give you more insight than simply tracking the numbers of the sleep itself. Have a good week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. 
And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.